All right. Hello. Welcome uh, to the Heart of Freight Alley in Chattanooga at the Future of Freight Festival. It's our final day. I'm Rachel Premack, Editorial Director at Freight Waves, and I'm here with Tony Zhang from Transfix. He is the Chief Product Officer. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the digital freight market and what's been happening in, in the space. So, Tony, thank you for joining us here in Chattanooga. Good morning. Thank you for having us, Rachel. Yeah, yeah. So, it's interesting because I've actually, uh, Transfix was the first company I ever covered in uh, the trucking space uh, when I started back in 2018. And it seems like the digital freight market space has really changed quite a bit since then. Tell us a little bit about how about those changes and um, yeah, how, how, how that's all kind of played out in the last few years. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think especially when you think about the last few years of what we've been through, from COVID to supply chain disruptions, uh, there's quite a bit that has changed in the freight market. So, you know, I think Transfix has adapted with the changing conditions as well. You know, if you think about, to me, I think about it almost as the first wave in the first chapter of Transfix. And that is we had origins as a broker. And so we really started off by building a digital brokerage. And we used automation to go and enable us to have more efficient operations, more scalable operations. And we really took that learning. And then we started to accrue more of a data asset. We started to develop more models. We started to develop a software, a SaaS platform with capabilities that we were hearing, you know, our own internal constituents need. And we were also starting to hear that same signal outside as well. And now where we are is we're actually building out much more of a comprehensive platform powered by these models, powered by our internal automation, powered by our data, and really powered by the relationships that we've developed with our carriers and our shippers uh, to produce the types of experiences that they need as well. And so these can be you know, new pricing offerings like True Rate Plus, which you've probably heard a little bit about. Or it could be things like our new mobile um, uh, app, which we just relaunched a couple of weeks ago. Um, or it could be things related to shipper applications, especially around procurement, you know, things like strategic sourcing or sourcing recommendations, insights, all kinds of offerings like that. So I think it's been a fun journey to see us continue to develop in that space and really start to build out more of an end-to-end intelligent freight platform. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the uh, companies such as Transfix, uh, you know, kind of started as peer brokerages, really targeting, you know, the owner operator, targeting small fleets and and trying to, uh, you know, be- better connect them with more automated freight services. And now it seems like, you know, more of these companies are going TMSs or, uh, you know, factoring companies, fuel card companies. It, it's It's all really changed quite a bit. And it seems like, Part of that, I imagine, is to be more sticky with customers because if you have, you know, five or ten load board or brokerage apps on your phone, it's like, oh, I could I could pick whichever one today. But it seems like if you are really kind of building more of a inclusive atmosphere or environment or ecosystem, that that seems like it's probably a better way to have more like customer stickiness, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, customer stickiness is certainly a benefit of having a more of an end-to-end system. But I actually really think of it more in terms of the problems to be solved and the pain points that still exist in the industry. You know, one of the things that I'm always struck by when I speak with drivers or, you know, carriers or even folks on the shipper side, is just how many applications they're flipping through. So think of your typical driver. You know, in order to go and figure out what load they should be using, they're using one application. They may be using a different application for messaging. They're using yet another one for routing. 
then they get to their destination. They're looking for places to eat. I mean, there's just like so many different applications. And you think about the mental strain that puts on people. You know, I don't know about you, but if I open up my phone, I'd probably be ashamed to say I probably have 25 different applications open. And so I think there's a real pain here that clearly has not yet been solved in the industry. And I think what you're seeing even here at this conference is a lot of companies are trying in different ways to go and bring more experiences together to unify that so that you don't have as much cognitive load. Um, and so I think what we really think about is like, what are some of those core problems to be solved? How can we go and try to solve them? How can we bring together some of the capabilities, the data and the insights that we have uh, in a more cohesive manner? And what is, I guess, Transfix's niche in this? Because there are so many other uh, you know, companies in this space that are you know, looking at these same problems, talking about these same problems. So what I, I remember when we talked a few weeks ago, you were talking quite a bit about um, you know, working with shippers, for example. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I mean, I think there's multiple things, right? Obviously, we have things like the data, we have the SaaS platform. Uh, there's a lot of other companies that are trying to build in that direction, or at least I think that's what they're starting to indicate. Um, so clearly, folks are kind of reading the same trends that we are, and I think there's a need in the market for that. Um, I think beyond that, some of it, I think for us, comes back a little bit to our roots. And for us, you know, we really were, we have deep roots in, in freight, in trucking. And, you know, if you look at Drew, our co-founder, and he, his family basically came from this space. And so I think one of the things that I've certainly learned as I've come on board this industry um, is, is, I think, where you come from and the roots that you're building from actually have a direct impact on where you try to end up going and sort of the vision for the company. And so for us, one of the benefits of being a brokerage is you actually look at both sides of the market, shipper side and carrier side, and you actually pride yourself on building deep relationships with both sides of the market. Um, I think that actually gives us a level of customer empathy, whether or not you define that customer as a, a carrier, a driver, or a shipper. Um, and that allows us to create some offerings that I think are maybe a little bit unique. Right? So let's just take an example. Let's say something like you know, True Rate Plus, which is one of our new offerings. You know, I really feel like that is an offering that is timely for the market that we're in today. Because we'll talk to shippers and we'll hear how they have pain points around not wanting to continuously uh, issue RFPs in order to get their costs down. And they have this huge mandate from a corporate level to go and drive costs down. Well, that becomes an operational burden for them. And it's not something they want to do. Um, we also hear complaints about how with traditional cost plus programs, they feel like they're just writing a blank check and they have no governance, no visibility into what's happening. And so, you know, when you think about how we design the program, really designed to create alignment of incentives, right? So we will benefit if we're able to procure below the market rate, but we share more of that savings with the shipper. And if we go above the market rate, then we actually take more of the costs associated with it. So we are fully aligned there. We provide, you know, full visibility into what's actually happening uh, because we actually show you all the different rates and give you, you know, the, the, give the shipper information around why a particular rate was selected. And sometimes it's based on price, sometimes it's based on service. And then, you know, we also make sure that the shipper doesn't have this operational burden of constantly having to go out and chase the market and uh, issue RFPs in a steady stream or take everything to spot, right? And so there are these things that we can start to come up with. I feel like that's really predicated on our ability to have these relationships, our understanding of what the shipper's needs and, and the carrier needs are. And how does this change amid a more volatile, a more you know, challenging market, especially for carriers, not so much for shippers at this point, but <laughs> a more challenging uh, environment for carriers. How does this, how does the transfix model kind of change or adapt? Yeah. I mean, I think there's certainly certain programs that start to become more interesting. 
Um, so I had a conversation with a large carrier, for example, a few weeks back, where you know they were really talking about some of the issues that they see in this market. What was a little bit surprising to me was that even in this market, um, they have trouble retaining good drivers. You know, and so you know you would think that actually right now, uh, pretty much carriers could have their pick of drivers. It's not necessarily the case. So what they're very concerned about is almost like capacity planning driver planning, asset allocation, figuring out where to place their equipment, figuring out how many drivers to hold. And so what we really started to work out with them was to leverage our relationships and our knowledge of the industry, our knowledge of the space, our network, and to be able to match up things like chronic backhauls uh, to keep the drivers loaded or to look into things like putting out dedicated programs, like dedicated drop programs, or sometimes you know we think of them as trailer pool programs with some of our shipper relationships and allow them to basically have that continuity, um, have that steadiness in the load volume that they're really looking for. And that gives them, you know, that really gives them assurances that they can keep drivers employed and keep drivers running. And that's ultimately what drives driver satisfaction for them as well. Yeah, the retaining good drivers is definitely an interesting conversation because, you know, you can look at, it, it seems like in a lot of these downturns and a lot of these recessions that you, you know, have to shed all your all your talent. You have to get rid of like all your all your drivers just to like keep make ends meet, like keep keep the company kind of keep the fleet kind of together. But then, you know, eventually things will pick back up and then you're kind of left with, you know, you, you kind of lost all your labor. Maybe they're burned. Maybe they don't want to come back. Um, we're definitely seeing that with rail right now where all of these companies you know, amid COVID, we're like, okay, we 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 got we got to keep the lights on, and then suddenly, a few months later, they're scrambling for workers. So that's definitely kind of a big, that's definitely a really interesting kind of uh, pain point to focus on is kind of this labor retention for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I it doesn't seem like it's even isolated to the trucking space. Um, so I think labor in general, I think that's been one of the consistent themes that folks have heard over the last couple of years. And so we'll see what ends up happening. Obviously, economy is in a little bit of a shaky space right now. But I think finding good labor, I think, regardless of your industry, still seems to be a universal problem. And it's, it, I was interested a few weeks ago when we were talking that you were definitely, you know, kind of talking about uh, Transfix's works with shippers, because it, it felt like really in the beginning of the space, in the beginning of the digital freight market world, there's a lot of focus on attracting owner operators, attracting small carriers. Um, how does that work? Kind of like attracting shippers and working with shippers in this space. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Transfix has always prided itself on its carrier network and the deep relationships that we build with carriers. Not only some of the larger carriers, but you know, kind of throughout the mid-sized carriers and the owner operators. Um, I think that continues to be a strategic area of focus for us. We're investing heavily in the carrier space. You know, I mentioned the mobile app relaunch uh, just a little bit earlier. And that's something that we really feel like could drive a high amount of driver and owner off satisfaction. Just make it really easy to go and discover loads, um, discover, you know, reloads as you come back and manage and run your loads. Right. And so you think about all the administrative tasks associated with you know, finding, booking, and executing and closing out a load today. And there's a lot that we can still go do there. So we feel pretty good about some of the investments we're making and continuing to make. So I'm very excited about some of the things we're going to be doing in that space as well. And, you know, we just got a few minutes left, but one one kind of continued uh, effort from Transfix is 
making contracts more enforceable. So what what are some of the products that you guys are focusing on to uh, pursue that that noble goal? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is a difficult and maybe one of the most interesting uh, problems in, in the freight space in general. Um, so I don't know that we're necessarily making it fully enforceable. I'm not an attorney by any means, uh, mm-hmm. thank goodness. Um, uh, but, you know, I think what we are doing is I think it almost goes back to why do folks break contracts to begin with, right? And so usually it has to do with rates really not matching up with what was actually dictated in the contract terms. And so, you know, I think one of the reasons we're excited about things like True Rate Plus or like our dedicated drop programs um, is these tend to be multi-year contracts, right? Because it, it does, you know, like especially with something like a dedicated drop program or trailer pool, there's some level of effort that the carriers and the shippers have to go through in order to set these up. So once you're going, you know, you want that consistency, you want that visibility into what your next couple of years are going to look like. So these have, tend to be multi-year contracts. And because of that, I think it provides a little bit more of that stability. And, you know, I, I guess in a way it takes out a little bit of the, the motivation behind breaking the contract, right? Likewise with True Plus. In this case, you know, you're basically following what the market is doing. And so in a down market, you don't have to continuously go out and reissue RFPs or put everything to spot. You are getting the benefits of the market dropping. Um, in an up market, you essentially get that tender guarantee. So again, you don't have to worry about service level degradation because your carriers are rejecting your tenders. Now you actually have the opportunity to guarantee acceptance of your loads. So we feel like it's a strong program that can actually start to work through a cyclical market. You know, Rachel, you know this as well. This is a highly cyclical market. It's been breathtaking to see how quickly it swung from a carrier market to a shipper market. And, and it may be hard to see where from where we stand today, but the market will come back. And at that point, you know, I know certainly some shippers that we've spoken to are already thinking about what happens to them, what happens to their operations, how, what happens to the capacity that they need once the market turns. And so I think uh, folks that certainly have been around a while seem to have a little bit of that foresight and a little bit of an understanding and maybe a little bit more perspective on what we're going through today. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a lot of maybe new, smaller entrants into the trucking space uh, maybe thought that six mile, six dollar a mile rates were going to be lasting forever. But unfortunately, that has not been the case. So uh, it's all about, you know, saving when times are good and drawing from those savings when times are bad. Yeah, that perspective helps, right? Just that anchoring. Yeah. If you've seen these cycles happen a couple of times before, you know that $6 rates are not there to stay. You also know that 230 rates are also not here to stay. So, you know, we, we will get through this and, you know, we, we, will, uh, we will endure. Well, great. Thank you so much for joining us, Tony. Thanks so much for having me.